Tag Box Talk, and this is Horse Stories with a Purpose. Who are we? We are equine educators, but we are owners. We are judges. We are competitors. We are coaches. We are volunteers. We are moms. We are horse owners just like you, and we want to share our horse stories with a purpose. Welcome to Extension Horses Tack Box Talk Series, Horse Stories with a Purpose. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Heine with Oklahoma State University, and our guest today is Dr. Leanne Skirpe, who is right now at North Dakota State University. So welcome, Leanne. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have another new voice to have on the program. So Leanne, uh, your titles or what you're doing at North Dakota State University, you're the Associate Chair of 4-H, but not only that, you're the General Animal Science Extension Specialist for North Dakota, and that's all animals? That is correct. I oversee all livestock and all equine. So how do you have time to fit 4-H in there as well? <laughs> well, that is 4-H, so thankfully it is the 4-H program. Um, and it is so much fun. I get, I, it's my dream job. I have so much fun. Well, that's fantastic. So you're able to survive those Fargo winters too then. Okay. That's a different story, but yes, <laughs> I manage. <laughs> Luckily I grew up in Colorado, but I did do all of my graduate work down in Florida. So the transition of six years in Florida to North Dakota was quite interesting. Yeah. That had to have been a little, little rough. <laughs> That's okay. We're glad you're surviving. So our, our topic today, um, and I am going to learn a, a bunch because I have zero knowledge really, is cowboy mounted shooting, correct? Yes. I am a newbie here too, so it's just, it's so exciting. So you might want to start with, uh, what is it? <laughs> so, <laughs> I know right. it has something to do with yeah. riding a horse with a gun. Yes, and there are several different associations out there now. I currently am doing the Cowboy Mounted Shooting Association. So obviously all of them have a rule book. And so um, always important to read your rule book. So Cowboy Mounted Shooting is pretty exciting. It is where you get to ride atop of a horse and you get to go shoot balloons on different patterns. And they have very specific patterns and you have to ride the patterns very specific uh, so you don't get penalties. So the the balloons are in a pattern or are you doing like a, a figure eight or I mean I guess when so sorry my background is gonna be a little bit more traditional horse shows and when you say pattern I think like reading horse horsemanship like what kind of pattern are you doing? That is such a fantastic question I'm glad you asked. So I probably should mention that it is all timed. So you have an eye set up at the beginning, kind of like a barrel race or pole bending pattern. And once you cross that eye, the timer starts. And so the patterns are set up with different colored balloons. Usually you'll start with the light colored balloons and you wanna shoot those all first and then you'll head towards the dark balloons. And so it doesn't necessarily, it, they're only things that are really required is sometimes they'll have a barrel in the pattern and if it's a random barrel versus the main barrel, you have to be careful and make sure you round your barrel. So they have very specific patterns. So something, for example, would be like a gate that you would ride through and you have balloons on each side of you. So you have to do a, a crossbody shot to get one and a strong arm shot to get the other one. And so something, it's very much on reacting time. Fun. 
so you're so it's not really like you lope a left circle and then trot over here so it's more like following which balloons to go shoot first but you Perfect. might be weaving through things at the same time yeah there's for example there like if you go through a gate where you've got the two balloons on one side and then you might round a barrel where you've got four different balloons on the corners of that barrel that you have to knock out before you go around maybe a far end barrel to hit all the ones coming home to cross the eye and finish your pattern so cowboy mounted shooting newbie here so you have a barrel that has corners i'm not figuring this out at all i know right <laughs> yeah what I know. Corner of the, like, like the balloons are on the barrel. No, well, ah, yeah, actually, a balloon can be set on a barrel, so it can. Some of the patterns do have a balloon on the barrel. I'm thinking so. Basically, put your barrel in the center, and then you have four different um, balloons at each corner. If you were to draw a square around the okay. barrel, so then you can choose to ride on the outside if you're better with your maybe crossbody shot or strong arm or you might ride closer to the barrel so if i'm right-handed essentially the crossbody at my balloons are on my left or i could ride where they're i can shoot straight out then yep are these pistols shotguns what the heck is going on here <laughs> that is awesome question too because all of it, all of it. You get different, but depending on the association. So for example, the one that I'm in, you can only use a 45 caliber uh, revolver. And then they also have a rifle class and a shotgun class. On a horse. Like this, Off like horse. you ride with your reins in your teeth, like John Wayne in True Grit. <laughs> no, um, actually most of them have this really, some of them just drop reins. The horses are so broke. So fun to watch but they also some of them have this little ring that attaches to the rein and then it also attaches to the horn and so when you drop it you don't lose your rein. okay so to prevent any stepping on the reins by the horse then mm -hmm. yeah they're all riding with roping reins nobody really rides with split reins in this particular competition and some of them they'll start out with the revolver and then they have to holster that and then collect the rifle and shoot it's so cool <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> so, all right, now, okay, so the next thing I think of, you said they'll, you use a 45, but you're going to have shotguns and rifles and everything. This sounds like a very deadly sport. So, <laughs> okay, safety is absolutely first. If you don't know how to handle a gun or you've never handled a gun before, ground safety and learning how to handle a gun is certainly a, a very important factor. Now, I certainly should mention too that these aren't live rounds. They do have powder in them, but they are not something that has a deadly bullet within them. <laughs> well, I was like, who's gonna judge this? <laughs> <laughs> Bullets yeah, flying you, everywhere. <laughs> right, yeah. Now, you still need to be careful because you can severely injure your horse and yourself and surrounding people. So. Safety is, is key, you know, not even just that, but ear protection, you know, for yourself and making sure you've got ear protection for your horse. Very important. So, okay, human ear protection, like at a, at a shooting range, I've seen the big things over your, your ears, or they're not ear muffs, mm -hmm. I don't know what they're called, ear covers, big things. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
So, but then like the seems like sort of traditional cowboy Western hat attire, do you put like a hat over your ear protectors or do you skip that part? So a cowboy hat is required. So you do actually have some required attire that you wear along with chinks of some sort. And then you've got your holsters. And so most of the ear protection for the human is going to be just the rolled up plugs of some oh, sort. Okay. Gotcha. You might have the very expensive ones that are developed and imprinted specific for your ear canal, which is cool. I personally like the ones that have the cord. So when it falls out or I'm just riding around, I can have it around my neck. Okay. And then what goes yeah. in your horse's ears? That is a fantastic question too. So they have lots of different types or several people actually make their own. And you're going to laugh at me because when I say make their own, they take cat toys, little cat balls, and they put them around, pantyhoses around them so they can be a little bit more softer. And then they tie two of them together with the pantyhose with a leather string. So if one falls out, hopefully it now, you don't have to make yours. They have professional ones that have like specific cores in them that are supposed to be more protective. Um, and you shove, you can shove those down in your horse's ear, or they also have a bonnet form, which I'm sure some people have seen at like a jumper show. Cool. So, and when you mentioned the, the cat toys, I assume you take the bells off the cat toys, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are just random fluffy balls and, um, you know, it's, it's hilarious. <clears throat> okay, so we're not shooting live bullets, but we do have lots of weaponry. I, I assume now, I'm just thinking again, do they check all of that? Like, do they check you in like, hey, let's make sure that you don't have live rounds so that we don't all die? I love that you asked that because you're not even allowed to bring your own rounds. Whenever you show up to a show, they provide all of the ammunition. And so it's great to practice at home because you have actually several different types, especially if you have a horse that you're starting out with. You don't want to start out with a, uh, something that's super loaded. You can start out with a blank that just has the primer in it, and then you can work up to a half load and a full load. And so the louder it's going to get, the full load where if you're just shooting a primer, it's not going to be. Okay, so let's, that sounds like there's a bit of horse training that's involved uh, with this process. So since you're kind of new into this sport, I assume that your horse was as well. So you two are learning how to do this. So how do you approach teaching a horse that it wants to be in the cavalry? Yes, so Horses obviously are naturally a fight for flight animal, so this is definitely far from what they're comfortable from. And so doing it very um, calmly is absolutely key because you can set a horse back really quick by starting off. So the first thing is making sure that you have other horses around you that are experienced. And some people will start on the ground and do it first. Other people, like what I did, is um, Liza Manikowski is my coach and she started at the far end of the arena just so my horse could hear the shot and I was riding around with another horse so making sure my horse's feet are moving not standing still so my horse is kind of not having to concentrate on that loud boom and then once she was okay with it then we ride beside the experienced horse while the other rider is shooting the weapon, not me, just so my horse can hear it. And then you start at a walk, move up to a trot, and then eventually you shift the loaded rifles over to my horse. But 
first off, when you actually get on your horse, you're not even going to have anything loaded. Your horse just needs to get used to even cocking the hammer, just the click, click, click. Mm -hmm. And the dry fire sound is something that still can be very scary for a horse. And so you'll start doing that at the walk and trot both sides. Because what you do to one side, you got to do to the other side. And so it's pretty fun. So you work on it essentially at a lower level of sound, right? And then we increase the intensity of the sound as well as the proximity. So I'm guessing those two, like we vary those separately. We don't just keep like adding, adding, adding till it's overwhelming. Is that kind of the right approach? That's probably one of the best approaches. Like, you know, in most horse trainers, there's a million ways to do everything. And so you want to find what works best with your horse. My horse, we actually started off with perfect loads. I never even started off with a primer and she's a cutting bread horse. So she's naturally a little catty at everything. Um, but she's incredibly intelligent. She does it really well. So, but you might have a horse, my, I'm guessing here, that has more sound sensitivities than, than mm -hmm. other horses. So you kind of have to find your own horse's pace. Yes. So I have a friend right now, now Shelly, and her horse is an amazing trail horse, very well broke. But when she hears the gunfire, she gets so nervous, starts shaking. And so we've been working for a while and now she's getting help and having to take a couple steps back and trying to go down to the primer, um, do some different exercises because right now just firing a full or a half load is too much for that horse. All right. I, it, so I'm comparing this in my head and everybody who listens to these podcasts now, I always mention it. Dogs. So <laughs> like how you work through desensitizing a dog. Mm -hmm. And if you go too fast on that sound sensitivity, you actually can really create some fear associated mm -hmm. with it. Absolutely. Um, that takes a long time to work through. Yes. And I, I don't know if maybe that's something, I'm sure it happens. And so then you got to figure out what, because what works for one horse might not work for every horse. And so this horse needs a different desensitizing. Take a step way back to the ground level and figure out how we can get that horse confident and comfortable around that sound. Gotcha. So and we have the sound piece with the firing and the clicking and things like that. What other skills does the horse need to be able to do this? Well, hopefully they're not scared of balloons, especially up here in Fargo where the wind blows 100 miles an hour. <laughs> so oh, the balloons I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that factor and to top that off you've got people outside usually set up right next to the arena that are filling those balloons so if they're filling balloons while you're in your pattern the little sound can be awfully scary as well oh wow so there's so you need a pretty calm or well they can't be <laughs> too calm right because this is timed so if i'm thinking like the kind they're like well whatever then you may not win because he doesn't want to go anywhere anytime fast. Yeah, it's just, it's all about building confidence, not only in the horse, but you as a rider, because it's very nerve wracking because you, you know, if you're nervous, you're going to take hold of your reins too tight, which is then going to consequently make your horse nervous. And so you all have to work together and it's, it takes a lot of practice. And it's, it's helpful to have a coach. And I tell you what, 
If you get involved with your local mounted shooting place, they are the kindest people I've ever met. They loaned me my holsters, my guns, like, here you go. Like, what can we do to help you? The range master, that's the cool guy that he's kind of the judge of the entire arena. He's the one that calls the shot. You get a five second penalty if you miss a balloon. And so he's the one calling everything. And he like takes the time to tell you about things and will give you lessons. It's just, it's so fun. Now, Leanne, what kind of riding did you do before cowboy mounted shooting? I've done a little bit of everything. I grew up uh, barrel racing when I was a youngster in 4-H. And then I started, so what I did is I would buy large ponies from North Dakota. Um, not registered, just grade ponies, never been touched. So it was wild sometimes. And I would train them um, for hunter style, get them over some fences and get some lead changes on them. Cause you don't have to have a registered pony for the hunter pin. And that's how I actually started my course training career and um, got my money to go to college. Cause I could turn around my $400 pony to a $12,000 pony. So I'm going to go back to straight cowboy mounted shooting then. So it's timed. If you miss a balloon, do you have to go back and shoot it? Or are those like you knock a barrel down, you get a penalty? It's like you knock a barrel down, you get a penalty. And I don't know, I'm assuming every um, association might be a little bit different. So like if you miss a target, it's a five second. If you knock over a barrel, which does happen, you get too close, it's five second penalty. If you fail to follow the course, so if you shoot the wrong balloon in the wrong order, it's 10 second penalty. Oh, well that's Can't good. You're not your gun. Yeah, yeah. Can't drop your gun, that's a five second penalty. Um, failure to holster, so when you cross the line, when you finish your pattern, you have to holster your gun. If you don't holster your gun before you leave the arena, another five second penalty. So there's, there's quite a few more. Definitely read your rule books and kind of know what those penalties are. So if somebody is interested in, in getting started uh, doing this, where do they start? I would contact, there's gotta be a local mounted shooting somewhere near you. It, this sport is getting so popular. I wouldn't even invest in equipment yet because you don't know something as simple as the right grip because me, I have small hands. And so I need to make sure that the grip on my gun is gonna fit my hand. And so the people around you are so helpful. They will let you, and even the holsters, they have to fit around you snugly. They actually joked and was like, if you can breathe, it's not tight enough. Because if you think about it, they're gonna jostle up and down when you're moving through your horse. And so, um, you know, they will borrow, usually a club has and owns some stuff. And so you can borrow their equipment and then they can help you start your horse and for gun safety, um, practicing that first. In fact, before you even run a pattern, the range master has to see that you can one, ride a horse and two, shoot off your horse. And so you actually have to go through a certification hmm. before you can even do your first class. So do they, they have those events? Like are those, um, again, I guess maybe you contact your local club and they would tell you when those are. Yeah, and you can probably, you know, Google your state, wherever you're at, and your state will have a website that has all of the events that are currently coming up. And then that's a great way to connect with your local clubs if you have maybe more than one and start to see, hey, is anybody having a clinic? Because a lot of times, they're going to have clinics throughout the year too. 
So what, uh, I'm gonna ask you here, what level are you at now? Is it, does it work like you advance in things? You have to shoot more balloons or it gets trickier? How does that work? That's a great question. The, so let's take, I'm an L1, so that's the very beginning stage and you have to win so many points before you can move up to the next level, so an L2. And um, this same thing with most shows, you have to get a certain amount of points to get qualified for the world show. And so um, it just kind of differs between associations. And um, then you let you level up. And so I'm taking my sweet time, not looking to level up anytime soon because it is very challenging. Uh, but it's kind of neat because, um, you know, I trot, the, trot and walk my pattern right now. We aren't even loping anything. And that is perfectly okay because I want to make sure I start my horse right and I as a shooter want to make sure that I'm properly teaching myself because something as simple as shooting too close to your horse's head because you're super excited in that moment and you really want to shoot that balloon you know that's not a good proper so does it help to have tall horses short horses does any horse work for that that's a good question in fact so some of the patterns the balloons will be set higher on some sticks and some of them will be set shorter so i don't know that you really have an advantage there's one kid that has this cute little pony and he destroys the pattern in a good way <laughs> yeah but like just like we call them balloon poppers obviously and he his not only is an extremely incredible shooter but he's his little pony is so fast he's on fire so do you now have an appreciation for like the old days with the cavalry? Do you think they were, had very good aim or was it just a free for all? You know what? So my favorite movie is actually in pursuit of honor, which is based off of a true story um, of cavalry. And I would highly recommend it if you, anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, and I grew up in a military family, so I have high respects for the cavalry and um, just mounted shooting in general. And when I first saw this come out, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to try it. And I just randomly had a friend that was like, hey, I'm going to go do some mounted shooting at a friend's house. Want to come like, oh my gosh, yes. So <laughs> that's how I got started. <laughs> and you're hooked now. Oh my gosh, am I ever. But so how many days a week does one have to practice mounted shooting or or is it that often or yeah it is often and, and not even just you know practicing your aim and getting your horse used to making sure your neck reining quickly if you're trying to be competitive with time but during one show you might have let's say let's take saturday for example most of them are two days and then you're going to have different stages you might have a four stage day which means you've got four runs in one day so you've got to build up your horse's athletic ability too, instead of just, you know, oh, I want rider and then go in there. You're not going to get a good time if your horse is fat and sassy. Gotcha. But you can trot. You Oh, you can walk the entire pattern. <laughs> so it may not take as much physical conditioning. Very true. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> well fun I mean this actually sounds like a really cool event and I think I might need to check this out a little bit uh, you do it is awesome it's it's just and it's uh you know every um discipline is just very different and I can tell you these is probably the first time I've been so welcomed by everybody and everybody comes up afterwards and like oh my gosh good job you're doing a great job you know they're just so loving it was it was awesome
Cool. Well, I really appreciate the time that you spent today with introducing us uh, to this kind of crazy sounding but exciting sport. Is there any last tips or advice you'd give to somebody that wants to get started? Oh, definitely just reach out and go try it. And I hope that maybe uh, one day I'll actually get to the World Show. And So where would we be looking for you at the World Show? That's a good question. I want to say that it's in Texas. You will have to find out if you're going to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fun. Follow my journey, newbie to mounted shooter star. <laughs> there we go. Well, again, I really appreciate uh, the time and learning about uh, cowboy mounted shooting. And so once again, this has been our Tax Box Talk Series for Stories for the Purpose.